is Albuquerque Now. As I walk with beauty, as I walk, as I walk, the universe is walking with me. In beauty it walks before me. In beauty it walks behind me. In beauty it walks below me. In beauty it walks above me. Beauty is on every side. As I walk, I walk with beauty. May we always walk in beauty. When we're in the canyon, we start getting excited. We get to explore things that we haven't seen before. We'll start talking to each other for a long time about all these stories in the canyon. There's some stories on the walls from a long time ago. It's about clans and what you're related to. My name is Lawrence Arepa. The stories about the coyote always has a moral to it. And it teaches them what is right, what is wrong. Or it, it tells about us how something happened. How uh, uh, something came to be that we see now. This is Albuquerque Now. Thinking about the stories we were raised with. How have they helped us to relate to one another? Even in telling jokes, our first idea of jokes comes from what we learned in our early years. We learned how to take care of each other. Our comic books, think about that. In reading our comic books, the themes all seem to show us that we have a real need for justice and for balance. In this portion of the interview, Dr. Corey discusses stories and experiences and the importance of understanding balance. And in giving back for the purpose of creating good in the community. And if we think about those stories that we were raised with, so for me, I think about our traditional Katua stories. And those stories tell us about how things are made why certain things are the way they are in this world. They tell us how we're supposed to act. They tell us how uh, we learn from them of how to treat each other as, as relations or as humans or as community members. They tell us stories of what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. You know, I think, one, I think a, common, a commonality amongst many indigenous groups is the character of a trickster in our story. Talk to me about that, the trickster. Oftentimes, you know, the trickster is a character or a persona. Um, some people even classify him as a, as a doing, not necessarily a being. But, you know, multiple tribes will have different names for the trickster. Some will call him coyote, some will call him spider. Um, you know, my people, we call him Jistu, the rabbit. And so when we talk about stories or we talk about the trickster, Oftentimes, we're learning from, we're learning what not to do by listening to what they did in those stories. And they teach us, you know, they teach us uh, how to, again, like I, said, like I said a while ago, how to interact or how to take care of each other or how to treat each other. And oftentimes, we learn from that trickster based off of how he's treated other people in those stories. Right. I remember you telling me off the air 
about one story with the trickster that he was constantly take, 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 taking. Yeah, he 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 would take, 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 take from someone he called his friend until his friend had nothing left to give. And it wasn't until that friend was gone that trickster truly realized like how much he relied on that person and truly reflected on how much he had taken from that person. And so even the story like that will remind us, you know, as we engage with our friends, our family, our community members, that we have a responsibility to also give. While we can give of ourselves, we can give and we can give, we're also not supposed to give too much. Because if we let the tricksters in our lives take, 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 what else do we have to give? So it reminds us that, you know, there's a balance. Pun, give and take really comes (laughs) into play here. Yes, indeed. Um, But there's a balance in that. And that we can't just take so much that we're going to take, in some stories, the life of that person who gives. But it also reminds us that we can't give so much that we're willing to give our life. Balance is, is a very key factor with my with the Katua people. It's it's a very central tenet of how we live. Knowing that tenet and no understanding the value of balance. Because that's what that's what I tell people. <laughs> I think we were I we were laughing. Um as we were I was finishing my dissertation, I was writing the um acknowledgement page. And, you know, a lot of the dis- dissertations I've read before, especially from non- non-native uh, scholars, their acknowledgement page may be a little under a page or maybe a couple paragraphs. <laughs> I think mine ended up being almost six pages long because I understood that this wasn't just my work. This wasn't the work that I did. This work belonged to my family. This work belonged to my community. This work belonged to my mentors. This work belonged to my nieces and nephews. This work belonged to the storytellers that lent their stories to this work. And that was one of the things that I made very clear as I, as I did that research was these stories that I'm telling that we're examining and we're looking at the experiences of these students in higher education. These stories aren't my stories. These stories are their stories. I'm only here as an amplifier of their voice. I'm not taking their voice and shaping their voice into what I want to see it or what I think it is. I'm the microphone and they were the storytellers. And so that's why I said, when we talk about this give and take, there really is a a big balance there. You know, understanding like, you know, I I did, I didn't take those stories. Because again, I don't don't own those stories. Those, Those are their stories. All I did was provide a platform for those stories to be heard. And making sure that you know, so we we give back in a way that's meaningful. And there's a responsibility there that, at least in my situation, and, and this is true for a lot of my colleagues as well, when we're entrusted with this research and we're entrusted with this data, we're entrusted with these stories. There's the responsibility that good will come from it and that we're going to be doing our best to initiate and create good in our communities not just to self-promote or self. This work is to really benefit our communities. 
At what point does those stories become your story? My story is interwoven. That's how I see it. Those stories won't ever truly become my own. I didn't live those stories. My story interacts with those stories. It's interwoven in those stories. I was, I provided a, a, a platform and provided, a, again, the, the acute analogy of us being on the podcast. I provided the microphone for their stories. I provided a way for their stories to be heard. I can never take ownership of those stories. Those, those stories will never be a part of my stories because I never lived it. Those stories will have a place within my, within my story. But to say that, you know, those stories will become mine, that, that can never happen. You were telling me a very interesting story about your niece who was going through, what, her first year of college, was it? And she discovered something that you had written that was required reading. What was that? Oh, uh, yeah. So I think that when we were talking about that, we were talking about really, and even with this, that idea of uh, humility, that idea of, you know, oftentimes, especially within Native communities, Indigenous communities, our full stories aren't often told because oftentimes like we don't see the need to tell our full stories or we might not tell our full stories uh, because it might come off as oh look at us or um oh you know that's what we joke about native people will always make sure that we keep each other in check like if someone tries to get too big of a head like we 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 use humor synonymously and we will we will remind them <laughs> you're not too big yet, and so oftentimes you know you will you will have natives who uh, indigenous people in general who will not tell their full story, and what I mean by that is won't tell their full accolades or won't tell their full accomplishments because for some it's the work that needed to be done, and whether they were acknowledged for it or not that's okay. They knew, they saw a need, they did the work to fill the need or to address the need, and they moved on. They, you know, they may not have had their name on a published piece, or they may not talk about the publication works. And, uh, you know, as a young scholar, I, I still consider, you know, I'm, I'm 30 years old, I'm still, I'm still considered a young scholar. I've been fortunate enough to be able to have a few pieces that have been published. <laughs> the story that you were talking about was, a lot of my nieces and nephews, they just they they don't they just know me as Uncle Doogee. They just know me as Doogee. They don't, and even my community members when I'm in my community or when I'm in in community with Indigenous people, it's often just Corey. You know, I I don't use that. I Doctor Honorific. Um, I will use it in non-native spaces, <laughs> but in you know, in in native spaces, oftentimes it's just Corey, and so sometimes. Uh, my my nieces and a lot of them are, are still young, so they still don't fully know what what's happened. They just know, Doogee walked across the stage in some fancy robe, and um, a whole bunch of people was cheering. One of my oldest niece was going through college. I was her first or second year, something like that. We'd always joke and we said, you know, you you can't go to an institution that they they won't know like, that the native people won't know one of your family members. No, 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 I'll be fine. And she called me and she said, she called me one day and she was like, what really, what do you really do? And I said, what? And she said, have you published stuff? I was like, yes. <laughs> she says, I said, why? She was like, one of your articles is one of my required readings. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, 
I got all, I started laughing and getting all excited in class and said, well, I said, that's my uncle. And she, and she said, then I Googled you. And she said, have you really done all this stuff? I was like, um, yeah. I said, I haven't done it by myself. I said, but I've, I've done, you know, I, I, by far, I haven't done anything compared to my mentors. You know, I, I, I've not reached that accolades, but I have done things and, and represented in places and, and served on different committees and, and boards and things like this. And she was like, okay. And it was that, again, that's talking about that humility because we don't talk like that. Like, we don't talk about, you know, it's always when we talk, how are you doing? How's your grades? How's classes? What do you need? Do you have everything you need? You need food? It's never, here, read this. I just wrote this. Or do this. And that kind of goes back to the, like to our stories of making sure that we find balance and we're doing and we're, we're connecting with our community. And, you know, it's we're not, we're community driven and not, you know, again, what we were talking about the other day, we're interdependent and not ind- uh, independent. Oftentimes, uh, traditional communities are interdependent amongst themselves and not independent on the individual. And so that indiv- while we still hold our individual identities and the intersectionalities of all of our in- identities, there's still a great deal of interdependence in the community. So that, you know, I know that my well-being is also contingent on the well-being of my family and the well-being of my community members and the well-being um, of my students and my scholars and the well-being of my mentors. And so, you know, we each hold our individual identities, but we also value that interconnectedness that we have. So that was an important lesson, I would say, that you've learned. Oh, yeah. There's so many people that I know where I work, especially coming in. They're so independent. There is no connection. And I can't imagine a more lonelier time than when you're at that place and you're bringing about an awareness from your knowledge of how important it is to have the connections you need that you're not just a standalone and how important that is yeah i think because i think our stories i would like to close this episode with these thoughts it's important to have patience patience to learn what you need and find harmony find out who you are. Dr. Corey once said, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Find that in yourself. Next week, the final episode, we will discuss those thoughts a little further. This is Albuquerque Now. When daddy let me